For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Dodgers Nation post-game show. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. Thanks for rocking with us after the Dodgers get their most epic comeback win of the year. They win by a final score of 8-7. to seven. James Altman, he was outstanding. He had the game of his life. He goes 3-for-3. Three three. He was an absolute stud. He gets a walk-off double, the first walk-off of his career. He didn't hit it out there, but man, what a nice hit there. And he puts the Dodgers on top for good. Gets the walk-off first of his career goes three for three with a double scores a run had two walks and a stolen base and let me know down below in the comment section what are your big takeaways from this Dodgers win it was the first time since 2006 that the Dodgers have come back from a four-run deficit in the ninth inning they do that and it was phenomenal the fight the grit this team is special like I said you got to push all the chips in the middle of the table go out there and get a starting pitcher go out there get a reliever or two add an impact bat and you're looking at a team that is as good of a shot as any team in Major League Baseball to win a World Series. But let me know down below in the comment section, what are your big takeaways? Where are you representing Dodgers Nation from? Give me your cities down below in the comment section. We're going to talk about the trade rumors. We're going to talk about Joe Kelly. Could he be back in Dodger Blue? There's a rumor that's circulating about Joe Kelly. It does feel like they're trying to get the band back and the boys are back in town with Kike Hernandez. I was going to say before this show, when the Dodgers looked like they were going to lose, hey, maybe Kike Hernandez could go to Texas or go to Baltimore to go to, to some of these cities and pick up those bats because this team with runners in scoring position early in this one, they were struggling. They had multiple opportunities, but this team, like I said, you can't count this team out. The 2023 Dodgers are special. They've got that special sauce with their fifth walk-off win of the year. They improved to 58-42, four games up on the Diamondbacks and the Giants who both won tonight. The D-backs beat the Cardinals at home. The Giants beat the A's at home. And the Dodgers, they win. Come back from four runs down. Game 100 was a wild one. And we're going to break down all the action. We're going to talk about Julio Arias' start. I thought he battled. I thought he was grinding. I thought he did take a step in the right direction. But let me know down below in the comment section. What are your big takeaways? And first and foremost, I'm looking for that Dodgers Nation comment of the game. If I see that, you're going to see one of these. Also, who's the Dodger dog of the game? I'm going to have to give it to James Outman. Dodger dog of the game. Right, we got Newport Beach, that guy over on YouTube. Let's go Dodgers. We got Gilbert from Arizona. We got Let's Go Dodgers. We got Outman. We got, oh, this the comment section is blowing up. It's like a post-game show in the postseason level, so I appreciate that. If you're new to the channel, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. This is the number one Dodgers online post-game show, the number one Dodgers YouTube channel. It's all thanks to you. Nicholas Ramos, 499. This team has some of the best chemistry I've seen since 2017. Here's to going all in for that ring. That's my first comment of the night from Nicholas Ramos over on YouTube because we're in a mind meld. We are of the same mindset. I think 
noticed that too, being in this clubhouse, being around these players for stretches, the camaraderie, the chemistry. Any guy can go up to any guy in this team and strike up a conversation. It goes beyond just chemistry. There's also J.D. Martinez, who's pretty much the de facto hitting coach, giving guys tips. Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts. These guys live, breathe, and die Major League Baseball. That's how much they love this sport. They constantly are talking about it, constantly just bouncing ideas off, looking at techniques. You got all kinds of talent up and down this roster. You got veterans nurturing younger guys, veteran guys. And who gets the hit tonight? It's James Altman. James Altman's talked a lot about how much Jason Hayward, Jay Hay, has had an impact on him, how much he's given confidence to him. And that really starts at the top. You don't have your young players going up there and having success unless they're given confidence by the veterans. And I think that James Altman having the game of his life tonight, it definitely speaks to that. So that's a great point from Nicholas over on YouTube. We have Melvin Trinidad, $5. Appreciates you over there on the Super Chat. Mitch White did not disappoint. Miachi, I'm doing the Freddie dance in poorly. Yeah, give me a Freddie dance in poorly. Yeah, poor Mitch White. Poor Mitch White. He... He gets up the – yeah, I knew we would see him in some capacity. And unfortunately, it wasn't his night for Mitch White there at Dodgers Stadium. But here we go. Wow, it's been a long time since I've been the Dodgers. I've seen the Dodgers come back to tie and then win in extras. Yeah, this is a team that since 2020, they've had a losing record in extra innings. Since you add the ghost runner, the Manfred man, that has been the case. So, yeah, it was nice to see them win in extra innings. Of course, after Yanni Hernandez is unable to lay down that bunt. Really a bad night for bunt truthers. I'm not a big bunt guy. I don't like big bunts and I can't not lie because you give up outs. And the team that out slugs wins the game. What I always say, if you want the dub, you've got to slug. That's exactly what happened with James Outman late there. We got D-Mac from Ron Fig. We got Let's Go Dodgers. Craig Osterberg. Julio still has a lot of work to do. That's from Craig Osterberg. See, that's a good jumping off point right there, Craig. And I'm getting to all your comments, guys, because tonight was a special game. A special game from this Dodgers team that will not give up. A team that refuses to lose. We're going to talk about Will Smith, a fantastic tag there. He ends up basically diving, crawling five feet to make that tag on Kevin Kiermeyer. Kevin Kiermeyer is a guy to the 90th percentile in sprint speed. That's a fast base runner. And how about that outfield assist by Mookie Betts there in the ninth inning? I mean, the ability to go out and, and and the ability to go out there and just he's going to his left. He takes it on a hop and he makes the play. It was a fantastic job there by Marcus Lynn Betts. That's why you give him three hundred and sixty five million dollars. Mookie Betts is one of the best players in the game. He showed it right there. It was just such a great play. And yeah, talk about the base running by Will Smith there to tie it. So we have so much to get into, so much to unpack in this game. But yeah, what was the to me? What was the play of the game for you? What was the play of? the game in your opinion let me know down below just hit it out man from bat brad Bodie. we got fran lang who let the dogs out cameron swizzy mookie definitely too bro he's untouchable chapman error helped actually was an error actually was an infield single and chapman is one of the best defensive third basemen in the game smash that like button for dmac yeah smash that like button for your los angeles dodgers who are in first place by four games they win tonight they improved to 58 and 42 Four games up on the Diamondbacks and Giants in the NL West. Fifth walk-off of the year. First walk-off of the career of James Outman. Like I said, three for three, a double a run, two walks in the stolen base. And this is a team that was struggling at one point. Last night, they go two for three with runners in scoring position. Betts was over two tonight. 
They just couldn't get the base hit early on. Couldn't get that big hit despite multiple opportunities. We're going to break that down, but they break through late in a big way. And let's start right there. Before we get into Julio Arias' outing, which I definitely want to touch on, we got to talk about this comeback. But I want to do some more comments here, guys. Like I said, looking for that Dodger dog of the game. Which Dodger tonight had that dog in him? Let me know down below. I'm going with James Outman. You could go Will Smith. Could go Mookie Betts. Dodger dog of the game. J.D. Martinez hit a home run tonight. Freddie Freeman hit a home run tonight. We got How You Doing, Doug? What up? R.I. The Collector. We got Outman Baby from Boomer Assassin. The Choking Hazard Bullpen Strikes again. That's from Alberto Z. Yeah, I mean, that's something they need to address. It's obvious. It's apparent. Like I've been saying, this bullpen is as reliable as the yogurt machine at a McDonald's, right? This is a bullpen that absolutely needs to be addressed. All in all tonight, the Dodgers, they end up giving up 12 hits Seven runs. They end up getting eight, 12 hits and scoring eight runs. So, yeah, thankfully this offense, they woke up late. But, yeah, that's definitely something they need to address. I think Julio, he ends up giving up three runs on eight hits, had five strikeouts, two walks, and six innings of work. Threw 104 pitches, 75 for strikes. Ended up getting 16 swings and misses. And we're going to talk about Julio's out. I want to give a grade to Julio in a second. I do think all in all, in his totality, the fact that he was grinding, the fact that he was battling out there, how about the big money pitch in the sixth inning is what comes to mind. I mean, he definitely was battling. I mean, not too many clean innings there for Julio Urias, but he was still able to come up big when they needed it. I mean, top of the six, Espinal, one out single to left. Then Luplo, Luplo plopped out to second. And Kiermaier doubled to right to give the Blue Jays runners on second and third with two outs. And the next batter, Whit Merrifield, 3-2 pitch. He strikes him out looking with a change of bottom of the zone. He was fired up. He was showing that emotion. He was looking like the Uriase there during that at-bat. So little moments like that kept this Dodgers team in it when the offense was sputtering, when they weren't coming through in the clutch and with runners in scoring position. So I give Julio a lot of credit tonight. Give your grade to Julio. I'm going to give my grade to Julio based on the circumstances, based on the fact that he's coming off his worst start of his career. We allowed eight runs against the Orioles on the road. I'm going to give it a B. I'm going to give it a B. I'm going to give it a B when you consider that made one bad pitch there to Bo Bichette, came out there in the first inning, had a rock Start, but this is a very potent lineup with tons of talent top to bottom. Not an easy not lineup to navigate through. I thought he did a nice job considering the circumstances. Wasn't getting very much run support either. So we got D Mag do the Freddie dance. I can't. I mean, I think my I can't really. I need like more screen time, but I'll work on that. Uh, Dodgers be like, oh hell yeah. We got kept calm and believe. That's from Andrew Padilla. We got second generation Dodger fan. My daughter is a third grandson. Is fourth much. Dodger Dodger Love coming from Menteca, California. That's from Lisa over on Facebook. Orlando, we won because so many mistakes from the Blue Jays. Yeah, there were tons of mistakes by the Blue Jays. And we're going to get into those in a second here. But I thought even the base running there in the end where Mookie makes the tag, where Wilson makes the tag on the Mookie throw, Boba shit, he's not going to second there. I mean, just little things like that definitely kept the Dodgers in this one. That's usually what happens when you get a comeback. When you are able to erase a four-run lead there late in the game, you have to have certain things break right that are beyond your control. Usually it's the other team making some errors. Usually it's the other team dropping the ball in certain cases. And yeah, I think this Dodger team, they still went up there and they were able to make plays though. I think the pitching stepped up. I think Bruce Dark Gratterall 
after giving up that home run yesterday. He looked much better tonight. But, yeah, do some more comments. I want to break this down. D-Mag, what it do, big dog? We got the comeback W. This was a crazy game. The dead man of RWT. What up, my man? Anthony Keene. This is a Dodgers Nation postgame show. Dave, what up, Anthony Keene? Let's go down below. We got a super chat from Noah Ortega. James out of a slump. Man, that's from Noah Ortega. That's definitely a fire take. It's also a Jorrenito shot taker. Comment of the game. So definitely you get one for that. Please drink responsibly. And yeah, I could not have said it any better myself. James Altman is so impressive the way he's been able to work himself through that slump that he was suffering through for a pretty long stretch. He looks so much better at the plate, not trying to do too much. You're seeing him have success with multitude of pitches, breaking balls, fastballs, up in the zone, down the zone, just really simplifying his approach there and not overthinking. He is hitting mistakes. He is being aggressive during certain stretches. And yeah, you definitely have to feel good about the fact that this is a guy that feels like he is here. He has arrived. He's not going anywhere. He might never go back down to the minor league level because once you make it through that first big slump, then you really start to take a deep breath and it's a big weight off your shoulders. So I think that's a great point. The fact that not only was he good tonight, a career night, three for three with two walks and has his first walk off of his career with the Dodgers at the big league level. Yeah, the fact that he's made it through that slump, you have to feel great about that. And also just been one of the Dodgers' best players of late overall. His last 11 games is a 985 OPS, 11 for 33 with two doubles and a home run. So he's been very productive. And you look at the strikeouts to walks, 11 strikeouts to 11 walks. So, yeah, feeling good about that. Kike Hernandez, what are your thoughts on that? I dropped a video on that earlier, so you can go check that out on the Dodgers Nation YouTube page. DMAG, Shuey, worthy game. Christian Gomez, hey, I don't know about that. I don't know. I, I don't even have a beer. I have a I have like a water and a, a Coke Zero here. So, yeah, I have to stock this uh, my my home studio with some beers here. But the soon you think you want Mookie to stay at second base, he Comes up with a game-saving outfield assist. That's from Anthony Keene. Yeah, and that's been really my point for a couple months. It's very interesting. It's very exciting. It's the the novelty of having Mookie play a different position and. He hadn't played shortstop since he was playing for the Auburn Double Days in single A ball, and he's been able to play the position well. He's playing second base at an above average level, but still, he's a solid infielder. He can get it done in the infield, but he is one of, if not the best, right fielders in the game. And you saw it on display tonight. You saw what he was able to do and how impressive that was. So, yeah, I mean, Mookie Betts, he's incredible, one of the greatest athletes in this sport, and that's what he sees himself at in the top of the 10th inning. Like I said, Bruzdar, he strikes out Varsho on three pitches, a cutter, Bichette singles to right, Mookie on a hop, he throws it to the plate. The throw was a little offline. They make the tag. They rule that he's out. Smith had to move away from the plate. He comes back, makes the tag. They reviewed it for blocking, but, hey, Smith, he dove back back to the plate, and he makes the play. So a fantastic job there by not only Mookie Betts, but also Will Smith. And like I said, Kiermaier, one of the fastest runners in the league. So that was fantastic. And then you jump to, kind of starting the bottom of the ninth. And we'll kind of reverse there, because I want to get all your thoughts. Will Smith running past Dino Ebel stop sign. Yeah, I mean, look, he was still there, though. I mean, I, I noticed that the broadcast was saying that. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring 
them home. But, yeah, I mean, look, I mean, if you look at the, the bottom of the ninth there, well, let's, let's talk about the bottom of the ninth. Okay, so three straight, and that's that comment is from, I'm going to give you credit, that's from Metabolic over on YouTube. Let's do a couple more. I need to get an Outman jersey, Diane Schroeder. I actually saw one out and about in Pasadena. I saw a number 33 Outman jersey. I was impressed. Dodgers 316 from James Brotts. Bostrom, we got Verdell Newsom. They were two plays of the game. We all knew what they were. There you go. Hit that like button for Frank Garcia. We got Craig Osterberg, Mookie Throw, and the Will Smith tag. Hulk smash, yo mom. Okay, first of all, that's that name is going to get a Gavin Lux, bro. Pitching was bad, but the bats came through. Let's go. Absolutely. Don't run on Mookie. Amen, fine mode. When will these people learn? I don't care if you're Kevin Kiermeyer in the 90th percentile in sprint speed. I don't care what the circumstances are. You don't run on Marcus Lynn bets. When will they learn? Awesome game. Well-deserved clutch hit by Outman. Ronaldo Martinez Jr. To be honest, classic ball game. It's not over till it's over. That's facts. Agree with you. D-Mac is the only guy who hosts the best after parties. Give me that Mitch Lotta. What up, DKM? You want to get a Mitch Lotta half full take? Kike is coming home. That's for Anthony Edwards. Not sure about the rest of you, but Gratterall's fastball is looking different, a good different. Let's go Dodgers from Sacramento. Yeah, I mean, you're seeing a little more late life to it, a little more run on. It's not as flat as we've seen it in the past, and I think for him the key has, has been really the case for a lot of these Dodgers in their turnaround has really been the cutter. I mean, the cutter has definitely been a big pitch, and yeah, I think you're definitely on the money with that one. I think you see Bruce Dar Gratterall and his effectiveness, I mean, top of the 10th inning, strikes out Varsho on three pitches with a cutter, get Bichette singles to right, and then we saw how they were able to get out of that inning. But, yeah, I definitely think that really other than Evan Phillips, I mean, you could make a case that Bruzar Gratterall has been the Dodgers' best and most consistent and reliable reliever. But uh, he's not out, man. That's from A-Dunks. Dodger Dog of the Night was the fans behind home plate. They brought the energy. You could see them having an impact. It's from Anthony Keene. Yeah, I'm going to give you a comment of the game, Anthony Keene, because I love the guy with the blue dress shirt. This guy looked like he drives a Ferrari. He looked like he was an agent or something like that. But I like how he was batting with with Max Muncy during his at-bat. I definitely appreciate that. So I definitely felt that energy, too. You need good behind-the-home plate fans. That definitely changes things, keeps it interesting, keeps it engaging, and I definitely felt that as well, Anthony Keene. Bullpen is the weakest link. That's from fine mode. Yeah, I mean, there's no arguing with you there. We've been saying it for a long time. I mean, this bullpen... They have struggled, and they just don't have the depth, and they don't have the – I mean, they had their stretches, I mean, since the sweep. And, by the way, the Dodgers, if that they lost tonight, it would have been the first time they lost three games in a row since losing three in a row to the Giants in mid-June. And, yeah, since that stretch right there, the bullpen has performed a lot better. But on the same token, this starting rotation, 48 times this year, they've gone five innings or less. At some point, you were going to tax that bullpen to the extent where even when they're at their best, they're not going to be able to perform because there's too many innings. And you're looking at a starting rotation that's 23rd in Major League Baseball when it comes to overall innings pitch. That is not something that is sustainable. And I think on top of that, you just need more weapons. You need guys that can miss bats at a high rate. The strikeout rate for the Dodgers in the stretch, they've been 5-7, to seven, something in that range. But really, I think if you want to have an impact, I mean, I love 
Middleton from the White Sox. I think Graveman is a guy that could be interesting. A Barlow. I saw that the Cardinals today are looking to try to extend Jordan Hicks. So to me, yeah, Arenado would be nice, but if you're just getting an Arenado and a Flaherty or a Montgomery, that to me doesn't move the needle. I mean, we know this team can score a ton of runs. We know they can lie up the scoreboard, but still... I think you need better starting pitching than what the Cardinals have to offer. So if you were going to get Arenado, which is still a long shot, I don't know if you guys have heard the rumor that Alda Gonzalez of ESPN reported that the Dodgers are, quote, enamored with Nolan Arenado. Well, one, prospect capital is going to be high. You, he's not under team, he's under team control for multiple seasons. You're going to have to pay him over $100 million if you absorb that. So it's going to be a big decision. It does feel like this team and this organization is more interested in bringing on shorter-term players, guys that are on expiring deals, or at the very least, maybe a reliever on a, a one-year deal or one more year of team control after the remainder of this season, like a Max Scherzer possibly. But Churius getting a B, Julio B minus. Yeah, so let's break down this whole entire game. Give you my big takeaways. I'll continue to read all your takes. I'll read, I'll read 20 takes in a row, okay? Uh, Tito, 83. Julio gave up six good innings. Irving Castillo, what up from North Korea, okay? Rivs. Uh, Ray Barrios with B minus is for your grade for Julio's outing. Julio Arias batting. Battling kept us in. That's from MAS Boxing. B is totally fair. QS of the night. End of the day. Kept the team in the game. That's from Mitchell Hopkins. Conservative Zach. We got to Diane Schroeder. $10. Appreciate it. Congrats on 65,000 subs. What a game. Go Blue. Appreciate that, Diane Schroeder. I feel like you're a part of that success. You're always hyping us up. We appreciate you. The queen of Dodgers Nation, Diane Schroeder. Give it up for her as always. Uh, Chapman Air. That's from David Ginzo. 1-0 on the Kike Hernandez era. 1-0 on the Kike Hernandez. Yeah, I was about to say. After tonight, Kike Hernandez, did they trade him to be a platoon righty bat, to be a platoon option? against uh, left-handed pitching or do they trade him trade for him to be a bullpen piece and we're going to see him doing what he did when you know he did the two little thrusts when they were on the road getting blown out against the Phillies is that going to be the case because yeah I mean this bullpen they're definitely going to need some help they will absolutely need some reinforcements for that bullpen Cody my Dodger dog has to be the whole team for not giving up the comeback was beautiful to watch Craig Osterberg Roberts leaves his pitchers out to dry Ian Fiddler just got back from the game first ever MLB game been a lifelong Dodger fan and flew in from Canada what an experience Go Dodgers. Ian Fillard. That is unbelievable. That was your first game. I hope you had a fantastic time. Altman for president from Thomas Workman. You sound... <laughs> okay. Uh, Peter Proman, if the Dodgers could do what they did in the ninth throughout the game, I wouldn't have high blood pressure. My, yeah, hey, the, if high blood pressure is a problem, Dodger baseball it might not be for you, but hey, you're going to be just fine. Trust me, just take a deep breath, unclench those cheeks, guys. Dodgers got the win. Uh, Blue Jays act like they're good, but they're not from Lou. Will Smith ignoring the stop sign is the true play of the game. We got uh, let's go Dodgers, let's go LA City of Champs. We got Mr. Seabad. Dodgers needed to win this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, every win is important. I think this team is going to get a big boost tomorrow. Kike Hernandez is back. That's going to elicit some energy, some good feelings, some big vibes. And then I think when they make some bigger moves, take some bigger swings and make some more additions, that's going to carry this team through into the postseason. This does feel like an offense that's been saying to themselves, hey, we've been carrying the load, right? We've been carrying the load in this relationship for quite some time. And I don't know if you've seen the meme of the guy with the oversized Jansport back 
backpack. That's been the Dodgers offense for the last few months. And they need some more consistency from a pitching standpoint. So you don't have to go out there and score eight to 10 runs tonight. Throw some Hornitos with that Coke Zero. Yeah, definitely. Well, Gabriel Gillette, what up, my man? Uh, we don't win in 2020 without Mookie in right field. He will never play second unless he needs to in the playoffs. Gabriel Gillette. Yeah, like I said, like I've been saying for quite a while, I've been beating at this drum saying Mookie is a Gold Glove Award winning right fielder, right? He's a six-time Gold Glove Award winning right fielder. He is going to the Hall of Fame as a right fielder. And yes, he likes to play the infield in a pinch, but that's not the best case scenario. And look, the reality, one of my bad takeaways from tonight is Miguel Rojas offensively, he's not going to cut it. I don't care that he's a good story. I don't care that he's definitely a guy who's more than serviceable defensively, but it was nice to him. By the way, it's tough for me to say that when he was one of the guys that sparked the comeback with a single, but if he's lifting the ball, he is pretty much an automatic out. Fly balls are pretty much automatic outs for Miguel Rojas. And you look at his numbers heading into today, a 49 OPS plus. So we're talking about a guy that's been 51% below league average. You can't have that from your shortstop. The Dodgers, they need another infielder. If you believe that one of the reasons why the Dodgers traded for Kike Hernandez, despite the fact that he's been one of the least productive players in the sport this year statistically, is because the Dodgers hitting coaches have identified something in this swing that they think they can fix. They think they can fix Kike Hernandez. And if you think that, Tim Anderson's a guy whose numbers are bad too. Maybe you think, hey, a change of scenery with him, you can fix his swing, you can address some issues, you can spark something in him, and then maybe you're able to find something in Tim Anderson. So I think the Dodgers absolutely need to go out there and get another infield piece because Miguel Rojas at shortstop is just not going to cut it. Let's just be honest. Doug Mac, which legendary catcher does Will Smith remind you of? That's a good question. I mean, if you look at the power, I'm not going to say Piazza power because he doesn't have that, but I think Will Smith really carving his own niche. I mean, I think He's a guy that hits the ball hard consistently. Defensively, doesn't get enough credit. He's improved as a game caller. He's improved as a pitch framer. So, yeah, and I think I like this from Mitchell Hopkins. Out him is back. That's from Mitchell Hopkins. That's a fire take. Fire take. Frank Garcia, d homie. Love the greatest Dodgers contact anywhere from a true Dodgers fan like the rest of us. Hey, I appreciate you, Frank Garcia. It means a lot, man, especially because this show is honestly, this is half my uh, my show, half your show. Actually, pretty much this is equally my show and your show, guys. I'm the man of the fam. I'm here just to get your takes. And, uh, yeah, definitely you guys are a big part of the action, too. So I appreciate you guys always dropping the fire takes down below. We got 199 from Lou. Bruce Dar was great today. That's from Diane Truder. Trade Arenado, Muncie, inconsistency in third base. That's from Alexis over on YouTube. Cody Seminole, based off tonight's performance, do you think this Dodgers team can win this series this year? Look, the reality is that the World Series is a crapshoot. The reality is it doesn't matter what roster you put together. You're talking about a Dodgers team that won 111 games. They look unbeatable for certain stretches, and they won one postseason game. So, look, the reality is you can't guarantee success in Major League Baseball. Last year, no one could have seen that coming with a team that's going three, 5 for 34 with runners in scoring position. That was 0 for 20 with runners in scoring position at one point. I mean, yes, I think there was some riding on the wall when you look at how homer happy this team could be at times how boomer bust they can be this time how much they play for the slug but still i think all in all you have to get hot you have to have the chemistry you have to 
win some games that you were going to lose, and that's can springboard you into a postseason run. So can they win this series? I think absolutely. The Braves are really good. They're going to probably make some additions. They really already have. There's the American League. Is there anyone that scares you? To me, the answer is no. So I would say that no, I don't think that there's any team that scares me if I'm the Dodgers. And I think with a couple additions, you have two MVP caliber players. Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman could easily win the MVP this season. You just have to add starting pitching. But yeah, let's break down this game a little more in depth here. Yeah, Mary Hart is one of the sexiest women in the world from Mark A. You're going to get a bruh from that one. Bruh. Giolito is Mr. Glass. I got jams. Yeah, I mean, look, he's not a Shane Bieber who was just placed on the 60-day IL. I mean, Giolito is an expiring contract. You can work him like a rented mule for the rest of the season. So you don't have to worry too much about that. Trade Vessia for cash. Vessia has played very well of late. He's pitched very well, so I would not do that. We need Bieber or Giolito. Bieber is pretty much going to be... He's done. I mean, I would not make that trade. Guy on the 60-day IL. Kike is going to wear Reggie Smith's number eight. Yeah, I really like that. Chris Taylor, unsung hero. Yeah, so I'm going to break down this game really quickly here. Top of the first, Merrifield leadoff, Merrifield leadoff, double to left, first pitch, four-seam fastball, then Bichette single to left, Merrifield to third, a little slur, middle of the zone, not a great pitch there, didn't have the great feel for his breaking stuff early on, and then Belt hit a sack fly to center to score Merrifield to give the Blue Jays an early 1-0 lead, Vladdy singled to center, and then Chapman, he grounded into a double play, so they get a run early, but the double play was key there, limited to the damage, and bottom of the first inning, Betsy strikes out looking for the first out, and in 2-1 pitch, Freddie Freeman at the plate. He homers the center to tie it at 1, 21st bomb of the year. And Will Smith, he struck out looking. Muncy struck out looking. Top of the second, a 1-2-3 clean inning for Julio Arias. Then bottom of the second, Hayward two-out single to right. Outman draws a two-out walk. Rojas single to right. And two outs with the bases loaded. Mookie grounded to short to end the inning there. So... A first pitch, a changeup, and then top of the third inning, one-two pitch. He hits Kiermeyer and then gets Merrifield to fly out for the first out. And then 0-2 pitch to Merrifield. He fouls two forcing fastballs off. And then on the fifth pitch of the at-bat, he crushes. And then to Bichette, with the Bichette at the plate, 0-2 pitch, and then Fouls off a couple fastballs, and he crushes a home run to left center to make it 3-1 Blue Jays. So Bichette did a nice job right there, and just not a great, not a terrible pitch. It did feel like the Blue Jays were sitting on a lot of Julio's pitches tonight, and I don't know what the deal is with that. But, yeah, I mean, he got the extension on it, got his barrel on the bat, and he hit it out. That made it 3-1 Blue Jays. And then, yeah, more missed opportunities for the Dodgers. Bottom of the third, Freddie Freeman, leadoff walk. Next batter, eighth pitch, Will Smith. He doubles to center to give the Dodgers runners on second and third with no outs. Next batter, Max Muncy, hit a sack fly to right to give the Dodgers another run to make it three to two. And runner on first, runner on third, one out. J.D. Martinez, he grounded to, to first for the second out. And Peralta, he struck out swing. So the Dodgers got a run but couldn't get the big inning, couldn't put up that crooked number. D-Mac, do you think the Dodgers will shop Julio? Absolutely not because... Because they're not. I mean, Julio's on expiring contract. He'll be a free agent. They need pitching. I mean, what's the point of adding pitching if you're going to give up a guy who's pitched like a top 10 pitcher over the last three seasons? So they will not do that. Uh, Giolito and Mariachi Joe Kelly, get them over here. D-Mac, Urias' velocity on his fastball is a little concerning, but he did okay on this game. That's from Strider. Hear you. Yeah, I mean, 
where the changeup has been the big issue for Julio. The changeup has definitely gotten beat up this year. Unfortunately, he hasn't been able to have the same amount of success with that pitch and really just the command, leaving stuff out over the plate, not having the same late break and late life and when he does have the field for his breaking stuff, his stuff isn't good enough to basically get away with mistakes. And tonight, I thought, interesting thing about Julio's start, yeah, velocity was down 0.5 miles per hour on the four-seam fastball. He averaged 92.3 miles per hour on it today. Velo was down the slurve. The changeup, the cutter was up a little bit, but... Yeah, I mean, the spin was up a little on the four-seam fastball. But, yeah, he's a guy It's about location, man. It's about inducing soft contact. Frank Flores appreciates you. Anthony King, I bet JT's heart hurt when that news came in. Yeah, did you see he tweet out some crying emojis? He definitely probably was going to sneak inside of his suitcase or something like that, Anthony Keene. Gino JT, he's going to be back with the Dodgers one day as a coach. I'm pretty confident about that. I love Alvin. Great heart from Dave Sabatini. DFA Barnes, trade for Yasmani Grandal. Brule killed us. That's from John Wilcox. Julio, a D minus. Wow, tough grader right there from James Brostrom. Mark A, are the Mets really going to sell this trade deadline? I think it's up in the air. I don't think it's a guarantee. I think that Steve Cohen is really about next year. I mean, you still, Verlander's an interesting name. Verlander, not a lot of people are really talking about Verlander and the Dodgers, but he's a guy that we know the Dodgers were heavily interested in during the last year's free agency. If there was one free agent that they were going to get that was a big name, it probably was going to be Justin Verlander. And last night, he, or his start on Wednesday, his last start, he ends up allowing one run in eight innings of work, allowed that home run, but he has a 2.08 ERA in the month of July. I don't know how I could stomach having Justin Verlander, Ben Verlander's brother, on this team. So I, I don't know. That would take a lot of – I mean, in, in Friedman we trust it, but still, I don't know about that. But Max Scherz is another name we talked about. But as far as Verlander, kind of the big difference for him is that – He's under contract for next year, $43.3 million, and then he has that vested option in 2025, and that's if he pitches 140 innings in 2024. So I'll probably talk about that on the show tomorrow. But here, let's get back to this comment section, and we'll keep breaking down this game. Bellinger to the Yankees. D-Mac, that's from Frank. Uh, Jonah, D-Mac, what do you think? Kyle will be, Kike will be in the batting order. Somewhere probably down towards the bottom. Uh, Ray Barrios, no more 100-plus win regular season. Save some wins for the postseason. Yeah, I man, got to keep some of those wins, right? I mean, it would have been nice to have three more, two more of those 111 wins. I would have been fine if they had won 109 regular season games, if they had won three games against the Padres. So I agree with you on that one. I think, yeah, I think the, the layoff was something. I think that you had a hungry Padres team that had some momentum, but we're not going to open that wound, okay? Max isn't going to cut it either. That's from Jay Dog. Hey, he's been fantastic, though. As far as offensively, last few games, Jay Cole Harper, he also had a big walk late, too. That at bat that set up the Chris Taylor infield single right there. I mean, that definitely was was uh, a really nice play. So, I mean, you can't really fault Max Muncy with what he's been doing at the plate offensively of late. But uh, here we go. We got to Rojas needs to be sent down. D-Mac, Miguel Rojas average is 63 when he hits a fly ball. Will Andrew Freeman address shortstop or not? Jay Cole Harper. Yeah, as we talked about earlier in the show, was if he's lifting, that's an automatic out. Will he address that position? I think he will. I think that he's not going to go out there. There's not really many names out there that are impact guys at that position to be 
quite frank, to be honest with you, you don't have big name guys available. The Lindors of yesteryear that were trade pieces, those guys aren't walking through that door. Trey Turner in 2021 isn't walking through that door. But I do think that there is a need for another bat. They could do that in the outfield. And look, the reality is, yeah, defensively, Miguel Rojas, is he's a guy that can play the position. He can absolutely hold it down at the shortstop position. But on the same token, offensively, he is struggling. I mean, he's struggling mightily, but you really need all nine of your players going out there and raking. It'd be nice. It'd be great. But there's enough offense up and down this line to get away with it in a pinch, especially if you add an impact bat. They can play the outfield or someone else. They can play a different position as well. So nothing you could do. Like I said, Jamer Candelario is a name that I've been really interested in. You can move him to third. You can play him at second. You can push Max Muncy to second. So there are some infield options that they can make. But I would not be surprised if they went out there and made a move to bolster the infield. But Tim Anderson is not fixable. I'm sorry, Mark A. Yeah, I mean, I think that you could be right. He's dealt with injuries throughout his career. I mean, his sprint speed's down. He's been dealing with a knee injury. He's another guy that doesn't fit the Dodgers' profile as far as he chases a lot, doesn't lift the ball enough. So, yeah, I mean, he's not a perfect player, but if you're going to make a deal with the White Sox team and try to go after a Giolito, a Lynn, a Dylan Cease, if you really want to swing for the fences, hey, might as well just throw in someone that you think can help you in the infield. But uh, that's done it. I mean, last year he had a 110 way runs created plus. He was an above average bat last season. But uh, Joey Gallo last year, his numbers were trash with the Yankees when they trade him. Kike will be fine. It's another great point from fine mode. But yeah, so bottom of the third, weren't able to do much. Bottom of the fourth, Altman, one out walk. He steals second. Then with two outs, Betts lines to left. So another missed opportunity. Top of the fifth, Merrifield struck out swinging for the first out. Bichette doubled to left. Belt walk on a missed change up there. Not a lot of great calls tonight from home plate up. And then Guerrero Jr. struck him out looking with a four-seam fastball up in the zone. And then Chapman, he lined to right for the third out. And then top in the sixth inning, we talked about that one where Julio gets the big strikeout on the changeup. So Julio battled. He kept his team in the game. Bottom of the sixth, Martinez, leadoff walk. Taylor hitting for Peralta. DeLuca hit for Hayward. DeLuca grounded that fielder's choice for the second out. And Alvin, he singled to center and he gets to second. They reviewed it. He was safe. I don't know if it was the greatest decision to go and make that play to try to get to second there, but still, he gets his hand under the tag, and Rojas runners on second and third. He flies to right for the third out. And then, really the eighth inning, what hurt... What hurt Caleb Ferguson is those leadoff walks, man. I mean, those leadoff walks came back to haunt him. Didn't look great. He was pulling. I mean, the arm side command just wasn't there, so it was not his best night either. You look at um, he walks Chapman on five pitches, and then Kirk gives up the double. Wasn't able to finish him off. Had him down one and two, and not the worst pitch, but he hits that cutter, and then Jansen, he rides for, for Kirk. And then he strikes out Espinal swinging. Then he gets Luplo uh, swinging. And then he walks Kiermaier. And then Merrifield, he grounded to third. So really, the one that hurt was the Kirk double that scored Chapman that made it 4-2, to two, played to them another run. And then bottom of the eighth inning, 
J.D. Martinez, 2-0 count. He hits a bomb. His 25th of the year. His 6th in his last 12 games. This is a guy who's already had 25 home runs. He had 16 all of last year. We got Scabino Gaming, 499. D-Mac taking 60 kids from Long Beach tomorrow on a summer school field trip. Man, I'm going to need a shot of Hornitos tomorrow night. Scabino Gaming. Hey, man. That's great, man. I remember as a kid growing up in Pasadena, going to those super hot afternoon games in the summer. You were going to have yourself a blast. And here's a comment of the game. Jim Griffey Jr., it's way past that bedtime. What's happening, D-Mac? What's happening, Jim Griffey Jr., who definitely has one of the best names as far as your screen name? Caesar D-Mac, do you think Kike will get back to form back with the Dodgers? It's tough. I mean, last few years, last two seasons, a 95 weighted runs created plus. He's 5% below league average as far as how he's fared against left-handed pitching. But you just never know with Kike Hernandez. I mean, really his best year was in 2018 when he had a career-high 21 home runs, had a 118 weighted runs created plus. But he's always been a streaky player, but he's also had sneaky pop. You never know when he's going to go deep. And that's really the big difference. I mean, you're talking about an upgrade from Yanni Hernandez, who might never hit. I was talking with Scout, and he's saying Yanni Hernandez might never hit a home run at the big league level in his career. And that's just a harsh reality. And then, look, they realize they need some veterans on this team. You need veteran guys on this team. You can't pick any up after the trade deadline. And that's what they did. They went out there even before that. You get a Jake Marisnik. Then you get a Kike Hernandez. This team is setting itself up for a World Series run. And you win with grownups in this league. Love the kids. Love the youth movement. But it's time to put the kids to bed a little bit and go all in. And this was what this signals. This is what this indicates to me. But we get, do I think the Dodgers will sign Otani this offseason? I don't feel as good about it today as it felt a couple weeks ago, but I still feel like this organization is going to go all in. I've heard from sources that this organization is going to go all in. So that to me is the most important thing because the reality is nobody knows what Shohei Otani is thinking. Only Shohei Otani knows what he's thinking. And he's a guy that's been very calculated with his moves throughout his entire life. So I think in the back of his mind, he probably has a general idea of which teams he would consider. And really there's not going to be a lot of teams that could afford him but I will say that I'm confident that the Dodgers are going to do whatever they can do to sign him, but it might not be totally about money. It also might be depend on who gets him at the trade deadline. If he goes to a Giants team, if he goes to a team that woos him and impresses him, there's nothing the Dodgers can do about that. So, yeah, in my heart of hearts, the most important thing is there's going to be no regret. The Dodgers will pay him what he needs to be paid to join the Dodgers. And also, hey, the Dodgers can prove to him this season that they're going to win. How about that? How about you prove that you are a winner and you sit at the table and you have a proof of concept. You say, hey, Shohei, we won the division and hopefully we'll be 10 times in the last 11 years. We've been to the postseason 10 straight times. Okay, so is an organization could make it 11 times. So, yeah, I definitely think so that that's going to be a big factor. Hey, DMAC, ship me a Dodgers Nation hat. I'm working on it, man. I'm working on it. You'll be one of the first ones to get it once I get these made in mass quantity. Uh, Pedro Escoivias, 199. Bring back Nomar in place of Rojas. <laughs> that's a comment of the game. It's also finishing. Yeah, getting back to this bottom of the night. We kind of already talked about it there. Top of the ninth, Springer one-out walk, missing arm side there. Guerrero Jr. walk, Chapman single to left to load the bases. 
and that one kind of got to CT3 in a hurry, so they had to hold him up. And with the bases drunk, Jansen, he doubled to left over the head of Chris Taylor, and the floodgates were officially open. The Jays played three more runs there to make it 7-3, to and that's when you saw that crowd start to file out, and then the bottom of the ninth happening. So we'll talk about that one more time before we head out of here. We got uh, Frank Garcia, Julio is 26 years old. Yeah, absolutely. And so three straight singles to start at the bottom of the ninth for the Dodgers. First, Albin, then Rojas, then Mookie. He singled to left to score Albin to make it 7-4. Then Freddie with runners on first and second. He flies to left for the first out. And Smith, he reaches on an infield single to load the bases for Max Muncy with one out. And Muncy, he draws a walk with the bases loaded to score another run to pull the Dodgers within two at 7-5. to five. And yeah, that at-bat might go unnoticed, but it won't go unnoticed by me. That was a great at bat. Muncy goes up in the count 2 0, and then it goes 2 2. Nasty splitters that he fouled off. And then for the fifth pitch, the at bat, a four seam fastball up in the zone. He lays off, and then he lays off a splitter away. Next batter, JD Martinez, he strikes out on a splitter. And then Taylor. He's up first pitch. Dodgers down their last out, and he puts the ball in play. First pitch, he pokes a liner. Vladdy tries to backhand it to first. He bounces off the glove there. Bet scores, and then Will Smith running through that stop sign. We'll see what happened there with Dino Ebel. Espinal didn't really handle it cleanly. Had to kind of double clutching. Had to grab it at it twice. Then Smith, he comes all the way home. He scores from second to tie things up. And then you had a two-six put out. They get Muncy at second. So aggressive base running there. Give Dino Ebel some credit though. I mean, the defense on the right side, you talk about these mistakes. The defense on the right side for the Toronto Blue Jays, they fell asleep. It cost them a run there, and Will Smith was going hard. I mean, all the effort in the world, great base running there. And that was really base running at its highest peak from Will Smith. And the ball just kind of went off the glove. Guerrero, he was diving, just puts great heads up base running. The Dodgers tie it. Muncy ends up getting out there. And then you saw later... In the bottom of the ninth, the Dodgers. How about the Dodgers? Hallelujah. They win an extra innings game. Hernandez, the bunt didn't go down for Yanni, but next man up, Outman, he doubles right, scoring Chris Taylor, and the Dodgers get the win. I was hoping it would go for a home run, but still an epic win nonetheless. So what do you need to know about this game? So my final thoughts are, one, it need the Dodgers absolutely 100% their primary goal right now on their trade deadline wish list on their Christmas list is pitching starting pitching and relievers you need to add that and then we'll talk about another bat another impact bat which I think they're going to get so there's that too I think Julio Urias he battled wasn't his best start he wasn't looking like the Urias had stretches had at bats where he did but all in all you got six innings when you've had 48 starts this year where this Dodgers team has failed to go five innings or more, you will take six innings of three-run ball. He goes six innings, allows three runs on eight hits, had five punches, gave up the home run to Bichette. But other than that, I thought he was solid. And James Albin, I mean, he looks like he's going to be a dude from here on out. He looks like he's going to be a guy that he hears everyone saying trade for Cody Bellinger. He hears people say, oh, bring Cody Bellinger back. Really? James Albin is performing. 
James Allen went three for three, had the game of his career tonight. Thought he was absolutely outstanding. So there's that. Will Smith continues to solidify himself as one of the best catchers in the game, if not the best catcher in the game. Mookie Betts, an absolute hose. Another takeaway, they need to fix the shortstop position offensively. But yeah, lots to talk about. We'll be back tomorrow. I think I'm going to do a live show on Thursday, possibly talk about the trade deadline to talk about other things. Of course, you have Blue Heaven as well. So yeah, we're going to have tons of content leading up to that deadline. But let's do some more comments, and we'll let you guys enjoy the rest of your Tuesday night. Giolito and Cease, Boomer Assassin, I want um, you our milk, okay? Uh, all right, uh, there's some interesting comments here. D-Mag, do you like Michael Lorenzen at all? I don't like uh, – he's not – I mean, the thing about Michael Lorenzen is he, he doesn't move the needle enough for me. I wouldn't – I wouldn't be totally against it. doesn't feel like there's a lot of buzz trending in that direction, but – yeah, I mean, he's really interesting. I mean, I've been kind of a fan of his, but the interesting about Michael Lorenzen doesn't strike out very many batters. 349 ERA. He's striking out 19.1% of the batters he's facing that season at this season, so that's below average. So there's that. I wouldn't be totally against it. I think it'll be very interesting to see how this market shapes up. And the reality is there's a lot of hungry teams out there. There's a lot of teams that see these starting pitchers on the table and they're hungry. There's not a lot enough food. There's not enough food to go around for everyone. But I will say that one thing that Michael Lorenzen has going in his favor if the Dodgers want to go that round. He's a Cal State Fullerton kid, and he's going to be a free agent after this season. So, yeah, interesting pitcher. I do want to see them hopefully add a guy that is more on the dominant side, but yeah, I mean, that's a that's a, a Detroit Tigers team that absolutely should be sellers, so I wouldn't be too surprised if they considering, if the Dodgers are considering contacting them and seeing what their what players are available and what the prospect cost is going to be because he's a four seam slider change up sinker sweeper cutter curveball guy he has a very deep mix but that's going to do it for this episode of the Dodgers Nation post game show win of the year in my opinion as far as how exciting how epic it was first time since 2006 17 years that the Dodgers scored four runs in the ninth inning to come back and win the game but thank you guys for joining us here I know it's late 11:39 Pacific burning the midnight oil if you haven't yet be sure to subscribe to the Dodgers Nation YouTube channel my name is Doug McCain you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at dmac underscore LA alright here we got a couple more we got Got, uh, you guys want some more comments read? Man. Guys, here we go. Let's read a couple more. Uh, we got uh, good night, Dodgers. Uh, good night, Doug. Thank you very much. Uh, we got I do love that D Maisie. Oh, there you go, Dan. Sure, that's what I'm talking about. Do more lives, D Mac Orlando. Yeah, we'll try to rock some more out. Try to do five a week. D Mac does the best post game show. You got the best crazy ideas. Great Dodger baseball talk. That's why you're D Mac. Thanks to DKM. I appreciate you and all you guys out there. See, talk to you soon. Remember, nothing brings us together quite like Dodger baseball. And until next time, think blue. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, 
you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.